Hey busy little bees, how y'all doing this week? Welcome to Bees Creative Asylum, a place to rest your artistic soul. I'm Bee. I'm recording in my car right now because I <laughs> I'm doing some cool stuff and I've been traveling a lot, so I'm just getting it done however I can, right? This week's episode is about haters or are they helpers? Usually a hater is a helpful hater. And if you look at the situation with your mindset in a positive way, you can always see the good in a hater, both across business and personal experiences. I'm going to give you three stories from my, um, my repertoire that is going to kind of reinforce this theory. I think a lot of times it's super easy to take a hater's story in their narrative as your own and beat yourself up with it. It's super easy to get triggered and moved and run into just being crazy, either in business or again in your personal life. Just because that victim mindset is so easily ingrained into a lot of us, especially creative people, because creative people usually come from some sort of... Um, abandonment issues, inner child issues, they turn into people pleasers who turn into controllers who do go through the whole cycle. It's like it's all a part of the bigger being, right? And so we really have to get our mindset right, especially for business, because honestly, you're gonna have haters all fucking day. And Gary Vee, I'm gonna I'm gonna like talk about him in every episode because I hate that I love him. He posted a video and I'll post it on the blog this morning that was explaining why you're fucking <laughs> you shouldn't care the number one rule you have in business is that you shouldn't give a shit what anybody thinks what the wall street journal thinks what your grandma thinks what your mom thinks if it's in business you need to think about what you think and that's it and i know this from a creative standpoint that i've worked with a lot of um i've worked with a lot of clients who like they let every single person's opinion affect them in such a deep way that it drives me as their creative and creator insane because I'm like, dude, I can't jump through all these hoops and you're wasting my time and your own time when we could just be producing shit and dropping it hot, dropping it hot, right? This, I'm, I want to kind of explain to you how you can, how you can really transform a hater who's targeting you into a positive light, right? So I personally have been the MVP in many meetings. I've also been the intern sitting in the corner knowing I got to keep my damn mouth shut in many meetings. And both times I was valuable, as are the people who are haunting you and taunting you, just so you know. So the first type of hater, helpful hater I want to talk about is what I call the one-upper. The one-upper is always going to be there. You know what I mean when I say one-upper. Everyone knows this person. I've been this person. Sometimes I am this person. They just always have a story to match your story that's better. And a lot of times it gets crazier. And I have a few friends and family members and people who I know without a doubt when they're one-upping, they're fucking lying. They're lying, but they're just, they just want to have something to say. It happens in business a lot with your competition. You're trying to one-up your competition, right? So I had a cannabis client last week. A new client who came to me and was like, dude, my competitor's bigger and he keeps waiting until I drop my sale email on Thursday night because everyone knows Thursday night's the best night to drop a sale email, especially in cannabis because everyone's getting paid and you want to jump that up. So he waits until Thursday night. This guy drops his email and then he undercuts his sales 
every single time from his menu. And Clyde was really thinking about dropping his uh, price points. And that's like death. If you're going to chase a guy down a hole of price points, you're, you're fucked. Especially if you know this guy's bigger and he can take you out like a fucking, with a napkin. No way. You can't do that. Okay, so first, this, whole, this is hilarious because Homeboy's competition is being reactive, not proactive. He's already struggling, man. He's putting himself in danger of destroying his profits and his fucking teammates' mental space. Because if your creative has to fucking wait Thursday night to get somebody's email to fucking plug in price points, both in your system and in your email system, like... You're fucking your poor <laughs> employees over. You're not proactively pre-planning everything. You don't have everything ready. That's going to not be a good look. So I told my client I need him to start thinking of his competition as a valuable asset. Uh, not like a fake thief in the night trying to steal his sales. Homeboy looked at me like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? And I was like, hold on, Hoss. Let me explain. Take this as a learning opportunity. Learn how to sell your products deeper than a discount while building loyal customers because we all know looking cheap attracts the wrong clientele, especially with a product as fickle as underground cannabis, dude. Yes, I market these companies. Yes, we kill in the game. Whatever. No, I ain't got no hookup for you. Download Weed Maps. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> so how you find the value in this situation, right? We're beginning to build a webinar blog video series. Um, explaining the different signs and symptoms of cheap ass weed. So we're taking this guy's, we're already pegging this guy's, comp, his competition. We're also hitting him with an incentive program and we're offering a loyalty slash referral discount program. So we're basically, and our program is going to be pretty um, targeted and pretty aggressive of like, if you steal our competitions, fucking people, we're going to give you some free grams or some shit. You know, you're going to get something nice gonna get a gummy or a muffin or whatever whatever they're given I don't know it's different every week this is gonna help grow his business and what's gonna happen is it's gonna help his competition too because now his competition's gonna have to either think bigger or go the fuck home pushing each other to just keep growing each piece because you show up every day and it's almost exciting when I do landing pages and somebody I'm killing it and I know my landing page is winning my competition opens out a you know releases a new landing page that I think might might take my shit down a peg Ooh, I get excited. I'm like, okay, now I get to come up with some new shit. I get to really fuck this dude over. And it's not like from a petty perspective. It's just continuously learning your product, your brand. It's what it's really about. So the second helpful hitter I call is the tackless teacher. We've all had managers or like higher ups or teachers or professors who just like fucking have no tact with how they're trying to help you usually these people honestly come from i've been this person too by the way usually these people honestly come from a place of love they mean well they just you know they were never quite taught how to how to how to say this shit in a way that's not gonna fuck you up all right during my creative journey i worked at a newspaper and this newspaper the editor was known. She was like fucking known as a hard ass woman. She was a badass bitch who worked at Rolling Stone magazine. I'd like come from LA, was like, I wanted to be her when I grew up at that time. 
And I watched this woman make writers cry and just like not give one single fuck about it. Just be like, okay, are you done or are you going to leave? Like puss out or nut up, whatever. I would sit next to her while she would edit my shit. And sometimes I would have a quivering ass lip, but I was like, I will not cry in front of this woman who I look up to. I told myself I was going to sit next to her, even though I felt like she was a fucking hater, but I knew she had shit to teach me. And I just took the hits. We call it, we actually called him, I believe we called him Jarvisanian Stabs. Her name was Elena Jarvis and she's still a wonderful, wonderful edi- editor and a wonderful teacher. Um, it's just, she's not for the faint of heart, y'all. She ain't fucking around. But she would literally take my articles and, like, slash them. Just be like, look, this would be good if it wasn't so bad. She actually said that one time. She was like, look, this would be good if it wasn't so bad. And she said it with such a hopeful tone. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) She's about to teach me. And she did. Because article writing and journalism is very specific. She taught me typewriting. She taught me how to cut out the bullshit and get straight to the meat of what the fuck you're trying to say or sell or whatever. And this took me so far. It took me so far in life and in writing and in my creativity. It was just sitting next to this woman. And um, I had her junior editor, so he came in and he kind of sat down and talked to me because my first piece I did it like a fucking essay I didn't put my personality in it and he kind of corrected me on that he was like dude you gotta fucking you gotta put some of that you some of that character you have right in in the space into it and I was like bitch you think I don't got character you think I don't got my sass I'll show you and I went and I wrote a piece um it was it was called it was about rolly backpacks and it was like a satire piece because i worked in arts and entertainment the arts and entertainment section was my home i worked there and i came back with the piece and i was i was so sure they weren't going to put it in the paper because i was a dick i like interviewed people who i knew were going to be dicks too and they were one guy said i was like what do you do with rolly backpacks he's like i kick them i kick them bitches so i came into the editing room and there's like um a, a night where we all put the paper together and we cut it together all the editors sit and they fucking go through the paper and they uh look for any final issues like spelling error all that so there was like all the writers and editors were at the table and i walked in and one of the editors who was a really great writer and who i looked up to he actually fucking sat back and started laughing his ass off and as I walked in he started reading my piece out loud to everyone in the funniest voice and everyone was cracking up and it was like I will never forget that because I looked at Elena and she was just smiling at me because she knew she had helped teach me how to do that she knew as a, as as pushing me was what I needed to get better. I fucking won my first, my first journalism award for that piece in particular. It was a second place. I won first place, but it was fucking second place. And then I was so ecstatic. I felt so cool. So haters can help you. Ooh, this final one's going to be a bitch. Okay. So this final one is a personal one. And I call this the bystander hater. So the bystander hater is when somebody, somebody else is actually being the hater and they are allowing your mind to think something about someone else 
when in actuality it's them controlling puppeteering this person and you and your mental space around it because of the truths or lies that they're choosing to tell around this person so i recently had a breakup <laughs> surprise surprise and it happened about three months ago and since then on my instagram stories i've had a lot of fucking bots i've had a lot of very obvious bots coming through and i'm a social you know i did social media for a long time i know what's up and one day my ex's air quote female friend came up on my shit and this wasn't the first time and I've been trying to heal from this breakup and I've really been doing a lot of internal work but she came up on my shit and I could recognize the pattern in the bots and in her and I just felt like it was her and I was just done I was like I need to tell her my fucking truth so she can tell me her fucking truth and so she knows to stay the fuck off my page because it's unfair that she's not letting me heal and I just didn't like this woman. I felt like this woman was thirst trapping. She was jealousy trapping. She was like fucking, she posted so, the only time she posted on her social media was when she hung out with my ex. And my ex told me that she liked him. And then she told me a bunch of really nasty stuff about her throughout our relationship as if he didn't like her at all as a person. Like that she was below him. And so I was like, why the fuck? I should have, if I was a real human, I would have stepped back and I would have been like, why the fuck is he hanging out with her all the time then? What? And also, if she's in a relationship and he's in a relationship, but they, they've ever had feelings for each other, why the fuck are they talking about their relationships to each other? Where I come from, that is so toxic and that is so ridiculous. That is how you fucking end relationships. Anyways, this isn't about my relationship. I'm kind of going on. So she came up on my shit and I decided I'm going to place a boundary because I'm an empath and I'm a Scorpio and I have hard times placing boundaries. I have a hard time holding boundaries, but I need her off my shit. She's, she's like fucking up my chi. So I went and I told her exactly. I DM'd her and I told her exactly what he had told me about her. I told her the truth. I told her that she's better than that. I tried to lift her up and let her know that she shouldn't fucking be, you know, pushing his ego. I was trying to be positive about it in a way that was still like low key, like stay the fuck off my page. <laughs> like I see you. Come on. So she came at me with her truth and it was a hard truth. But you know what? Her truth is her truth. And he told her whatever the fuck he needed to tell her. And, and I'm glad she told me. But whew, it triggered me down a fucking rabbit hole. I was back to the insane person I was when I wasn't sure when he was being, you know, truthful. I fucking started to write this man a text message with the receipts. I started to make a video of the receipts. I had many receipts I had for all the people he talked shit about. And then I, I started to write him a text message that hit him in every single one of his insecurities that I know about because I know him like the back of my hand. And he showed me those pieces of him, opened it up. And I was about to hit him where it hurt most just because I was hurt. And I realized if I do this, dude, it took everything in me not to send that text, dude. And I realized if I do this, not only am I opening my life up to his truth and his toxicity again, 
I am fucking bringing darkness into my spirit when I could just release it all and say, let go, let God, because this man doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve me ripping him apart with my words, which is, you know, I'm pretty fucking good at words. He doesn't deserve that because he is a good man and he wants to be a good man. It's just he put himself in a situation he couldn't get himself out of. I truly want to believe that. I believe that he's wearing that mask because of all those unhealed traumas he has, which honestly, for half of our relationship there, I was wearing a mask. I was going through some postpartum depression. I was going through an awful place. And I'm unmasking myself very publicly right now and I'm trying to become the higher person I want to be the better person I want to be and I'm not letting these tests that the universe are sending me push me back down that rabbit hole and I'm not going to add to the trauma I'm just going to remove myself and be a ghost in his mind that's what you got to do let him deal with his karmic mess himself you know what I mean I can't put myself back in danger to be right anymore i don't have to be right i also don't have to hurt innocent people those other people would have been innocent bystanders i'd be taken out just to be right and that's ridiculous i was in pain everything comes in waves i let it go i know i'm right uh and for once in my life that's enough i don't have to have the final say and i don't have to prove that I'm right if somebody else's narrative is different from mine it's not going to affect me and that's how I know all this work I've been doing internally since we broke up in the last three months is working and I'm super stoked that she as a hater fucking came at me hard like that uh because it's like she gave me the keys to the castle and I could have like chased her down into that dungeon right where she where he keeps her and where she stays because she will deny until the day she dies that she's these bots I guarantee always wondered if I did the right thing when I broke up with him if I did the right thing when I stopped him from dragging me around with his bullshit I have no resentment towards this woman I'm sure she thinks I'm a fucking psychopath and that's cool that's cool I realized that if you look at the haters and you just think of them in a different light and you change your mind and you step out of that victim mentality and you realize that a lot of times haters are projecting their victim or fear onto you that first story my client Clyde his hater was doing that because that man is terrified of him coming up and making his business smaller because homeboy's business is getting bigger right hater number two she wasn't even a hater honestly you gotta you gotta step out of your feelings she was genuinely trying to help me and a lot of the writers who ran out of that room crying and never came back didn't get that help they didn't get that advice because it was it was tough and then fucking homegirl number three she (laughs) she's still caught in the cycle the bystander cycle he's not claiming her he's not changing his ways if she really thinks that he doesn't have one bad bone in his body like she said That poor girl is just as bad in the system as I was. I'm not even resentful towards him because he taught me so much in our relationship and I fucking ascended. He's like pushed me into this space of like ripping this mask off. And so I'm grateful for that and I really hope that he gets to that place. I I wish him well, you know? So, for your non-master class, for your non-master class ass activity this week, 
what we're going to do is I'm going to have you produce your product. Okay, so now you have your one sheet with your product benefit messaging and all that stuff. Hopefully you did that. You got your homework because that template is coming off the free board, y'all. I'm, I'm going back into charge. Now that you know what your product is and what makes you unique, right? You found your blue ocean. I'm ready for you to turn your haters into helpers. I want you to do a SWOT analysis, right? And I, I have a blog set up that I'm dropping today. So it'll be out for tomorrow that's going to teach you how to do SWATs in a way that you first do a SWAT against your competition. A SWAT is your strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. For those of you who don't know, this is all the main pieces of your company. And it's really going to open your mind. Also, low-key, if you're creative, do this for your personal brand and your personal self. It will fucking blow your mind, okay? So what you're going to do is first you're going to do it for your competition. Do it with your whole team. Do it with everyone in the team. And y'all talk shit. Talk hard shit. Let them talk shit, right? And then you're going to do the SWAT for yourself and all that shit you talked. You got to figure out how much of it was you projecting. Projecting your bullshit, your victim mentality, your haterness into your own helpfulness onto your competition. And see how you can grow with really recognizing what your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats are. And then the second thing I want you to do is, this is really for a visual thing. I want you to do your brand aesthetic. So what I did was, it's another blog that will be posted. You're going to go on Pinterest and you're going to make an aesthetic board. And what that is, is you go and you find all the colors you like and the, the shapes and the type of lifestyle images you like. I give you actually a list of like, this is the type, find five of the type of ads you'd want. Find five of the type of lifestyle images, social media. So I want you to go on, find those things, and build this aesthetic board because you're going to need that for next week when we really get into the brand guide. I know I keep saying we're going to do the brand guide, but the brand guide is a big bitch. It's really important to your brand. So I just had to step back and reassess everything. So look at your competition. Don't get intimidated by them. See how they can help you, honestly. Learn from them. The place that people always miss is I want you to go up in those FAQs, dude. Those FAQs, the first three like product FAQs, that is literally the biggest issues their customer service is getting. These are the questions that they're getting. Every CBD site you're going to go on, the first FAQs are going to be, will I pass a drug test? Because bitches don't know. Or is it legal in my state? Because bitches don't know. These are the biggest issues. You have to know what that is for your product and your brand, right? Okay, I moved quick. I had a lot to say. I talked a little shit, but whatever, whatever. I'm trying to be authentically me. I'm not perfect. I'm showing up every day for me and for you guys. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week, my busy little bees. Get in there. Get that SWAT done. Think about your haters. Think about how they're helpful. Change your mind. Be grateful for today because you are so lucky to live in this moment because you're never going to get it again. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot, but it's how I'm feeling right now. Okay, it's hot as fuck in this car. I turned off the AC so y'all wouldn't hear it. You're welcome. Um, again, have a good week. See you next week. You can follow us on Instagram at Be Lifted Creative. My personal is Bobby Joe Stuff. You can follow us on TikTok again, Be Lifted Creative, or my personal, Be Lifted. That's some fucking real shit, so don't follow that if you need me to be professional. <laughs> also, find us at BeLiftedCreative.com. 
The avocation and creative shoutouts are going to be in the show notes. I did not prep those and I'm not ready and I'm just running behind this week. So whatever, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it out. It's still going to be there. Thank you guys. You have a wonderful week.